captain's log. Date unknown. Our crew has been lost beyond the Milky Way for several days now. Our food and fuel are running low. The situation is dire, but the crew's determination remains high. First Officer Robin is confident that our name is within reach. I will provide another update when we know more. End transmission. I'm Leith. And I'm Amir. And this is We Forgot the Name. It is a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? I completely, I completely forgot what we're doing, <laughs> to be honest. So, um, my voice totally voice cracked on my name. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, I'm wearing fake glasses today. So Superhero day. Hey. Yeah, superhero day. You know, I, I, I did like a thing for my students. I was like, all right, I turned around and put my glasses on. Turned around, I was like, who, who is this person? <laughs> Hero's secret identity, right? Yeah. 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 I have two secret identities. <laughs> <laughs> What's your other one? Well, I have, you know, Mimir. Mm, mm-hmm. And then I also have whatever I'm hiding right now. Ah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, Clark Kent. Oh, whoa, wait, you can't say that on air. What? What? You Why? Can't, you can't say that I'm Clark Kent. Why? Because you just revealed my secret identity. <laughs> Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, something you may have noticed, our last episode was kind of short. A little shorter, like about 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, like not an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to do this thing where we um keep it 45 to 55 minutes is our goal. Yes. We're really bad at keeping our goals, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the last episode I got posted kind of late, only because I had to make sure it was completely okay before I posted it. Oh, Oh, you know, I, I after doing all the editing, I want to make sure I didn't make any major mistakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How are things going? Well, my, my practicum ended today. Ooh, so you can stop waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I can sleep again. <laughs> What's sad is I know a few people in that practicum and all of you are like, I haven't slept since it started. Mm-hmm. I get all of my sleep on Saturdays. Also, let me mention something. Five, at five like, four, like six o'clock mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I was walking with one of my fellow practical people. Yeah, and I was talking about how I only got two hours of sleep. Okay, it was great. Um, and then he's like, "You know that there's like a, you know that like you go like, you're in a sleep debt." I was like, "What's sleep debt?" He's like, "Yeah, so like when you." Uh, don't get enough sleep. Yeah. You have a problem later on in life. You're, you don't live as, as healthily because you didn't get enough sleep when you were a kid. Or, oh. Or developing. Oh. I did not know that. And so I was like, well, thank you for telling me that after I got two hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like good timing, right? It was great timing for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a solid seven and a half hours of sleep last night so i'm doing great uh-huh yeah i can see that stink eye you're giving me <laughs> i uh, i fell asleep at, i fell asleep at like some sometime between 10 and midnight yeah i don't know what time it was because i was in the middle of doing homework and then <laughs> it was all of a sudden it was 2 a.m oh gosh and you woke up with drool covering like, your papers my phone your phone <laughs> Oh, gosh. Is it waterproof? Probably. 
It's not broken. That's all you know. It's fine. I know it's fine because the other day I was having a bad day and I accidentally spilled an entire full glass of Coca-Cola on my phone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I mean, at least it's not broken, right? Right. Right. Mostly right, yeah. Mostly right. Finger guns. Welcome to Fandom News. Let's get down and nerdy. Never gets old. Never gets old. So, I have a not movie. What? I know. Is that, wait, is that two weeks in a row? I did. I covered the Disney lawsuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is two weeks in a row. I know, right? This is three times this season because we also talked about Broadway. Whoa, man. Whoa. We're trying to, that was one of our goals for this season. We're yeah. trying to expand a little bit because like last season it was all movies. Yeah. Except for episode nine, which then uh, got cursed and deleted itself. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is episode nine anyway? Yeah. But anyways, I have a not movie. It's a book. Oh, even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the second book in a series that I have not read book one to. (laughs) And you've read book two? No. Oh. Book two is coming out next summer. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the fandom news is about. So you're like watching like, so you're, you're, you're like, oh, you haven't even read either of these books. No. I've read, this author has five books and I've read two of them and she is my favorite author. Oh, this is the pirate lady. Yes. <laughs> so her name is Trisha Levenseller. Which is an awesome name, by the way. It is an awesome name. The new book is called Master of Iron. It's coming out in 2022. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to do a brief recap of some of her books just to like, I'm not going to go ridiculously long, I promise. All right, because last time Rick Riordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to edit a bunch of that out because I got really excited. Yeah. No, I put down bullet points and I'm like, you are following these bullet points. I have read one of her series, which is a duology. And the first book is called Daughter of the Pirate King. The second book is called Daughter of the Siren King. Ooh. That's That was her first published book was Daughter of the Pirate King in 2017. It's about this pirate named Alosa. Her dad is the Pirate King. And she infiltrates this ship to find a piece of a map. I read it in one sitting. I bought the second book and read it in one day. I'm in love with the series. I was researching her other books, and now I might have to go buy the other three. I'm so excited for this. But that one, she's super witty, but she's also super girly. She's like, I want to look good while also punching you in the face. I want my dagger to match my corset because I have standards. I, I feel like this is also just like my daily life where I'm like, no, I feel, I feel I that see as well. It. Yeah. It's kind of you playing video games. Like, it is exactly that. Oh, yeah. This dagger has less attack power, but it goes really well with my armor. It does. Of course. Yeah. yeah. See, my, my philosophy is if you're going to save the world, you got to look good doing it. Absolutely. And this is like her philosophy. And she's also like, and I'm going to be better than you while I do it. Uh-huh. Love her. One of the things the author said was she did this to break molds. Like, you can be a football player and have really good grades and love video games. Like, you can be several things at once. You don't have to be limited by one thing. Like, you don't have to follow stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. So then she also came out with, uh, she writes a lot of, like, historical-based things. 
So like Daughter of the Pirate King has sirens in it, but it's a lot of like historical ship stuff. She had Warrior of the Wild, which was a Viking book. I haven't read it yet, but it is on my list to buy. Um, wait, wait, okay. Warrior of the Wild? Yes. All right. I'm going to put that in my list. <laughs> Razmira is a the chieftain's daughter in a Viking village. Her coming-of-age trial gets sabotaged. I'm not sure how because I just looked up her description. She's banished from her village. The only way to reclaim her honor is to go kill a god. I love this. And she's doing it all while being stuck in a monster-filled wilderness. I love this. It sounds really good. She also came out with um, The Shadows Between Us, which was 2020. Alessandra is the main character. She wants to gain power, so how better to do that than to woo the Shadow King, marry him, kill him? I like it. I've heard it's kind of dark, but it has really nice reviews, and I am also, this is on my list to buy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that the shadows between us is a dark story? Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I would never have guessed. Then this one is book one to the new book coming out, Blade of Secrets, which came out this year. Ziva is a blacksmith who has social anxiety, and she's like, it sounds like she's like the best blacksmith for making magical weapons. I read the like intro, which was chapter one. It was like a demo for free online. Her sister, Temra, is, uh, she runs the shop. She basically handles social interactions for Ziva, and she makes, uh, Ziva makes a sword that could topple kingdoms. And a tyrannical warlord is like, me want. And Ziva's like, no. So she runs away. (laughs) (laughs) And that is book one. And uh, Trisha Lovenseller said she was really excited to write this character because Trisha used to have social anxiety. So she liked to write a character who has social anxiety. And from what I read in chapter one, like, she says something, and then she's like, wait, did I say that wrong? Oh, no, now do I have to say something else to back it up? And it's really relatable to read, and it's like, oh, the level of overthinking is so accurate. Ooh, overthinking, huh? Yeah. But, so that's book one. Book two is called Master of Iron. It comes out July 6th, 2022. Can I just, this author is amazing at titles. hmm Like, top tier. yeah. Absolutely. Like, you immediately know what's, like, you have an idea of what's going on, but you're like, I'm very intrigued. I'm I'm very interested already. Daughter of the Pirate King. The main character is the daughter of the Pirate King, but what's going on here? Right. Master of Iron. Okay, she's a blacksmith, uh-huh. but what's going on here? Yeah. And I think especially she has very relatable female main characters who aren't stereotyped. They're not, uh, what's it called, a Mary Sue? Ooh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not, like, the best at everything. They have flaws. Like, okay, Ziva is the best at making magical weapons, but she has social anxiety. Right. And so they're very realistic, but they also break molds. Like, how many blacksmiths were women? Probably more than people realize. Probably, but that's not what you generally see. I don't know. I always consider this as, like, a, as like a secret history of women. <laughs> uh, and I, I definitely don't want to cover that in my, in my classes. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. People don't talk about like the woman who like dresses men to fight in the Revolutionary War. Oh yeah. There's not a story you're not told about that. It happened. Or you know, the original Mulan actually fought in the war. Like she was in the army for like ten years without being caught. 
people found out she was a woman and didn't care. They're like, oh, cool. Like, and that's not at all how the movie went. There's, yeah, there's a secret history of women out there that isn't being told because there was because a lot of history is recorded by not women. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, so Master of Iron, um, spoiler alerts, but they're very vague because I am pulling this from the official description. Um, Tamra was wounded at the end, the sister, she was wounded at the end of the other book. They need to find a healer for her. Okay. Somewhere along the way, this leads to, they, like, they dealt with the warlord. That's not an issue in this book. But it leads to Ziva getting captured, and now she is being forced to make magical weapons, which is something she's always feared because she doesn't want to be the one responsible for toppling empires. Hear me out. I'm hearing you. What if, like, what if, you know, she makes magical weapons, Yeah. Yeah. How does she imbue them with magic? Um, I'm not entirely sure. This is probably something I'd be more sure about if I'd read the series. If it's like a rune-based thing? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like, um, from what I saw in chapter one, she starts to imbue something with magic and gets interrupted, so I didn't see the entire thing. But it's like, in her mind, she shapes, like, with intent what she wants this thing to be able to do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, curses are a thing too. I don't think usually, but I'm not entirely sure. But say she has intent to make something that will free her, or make something that will backfire back on the person using it. That's true, but I don't know all the details. Like, how well are they observing her? Fair point. Hey, if if Tony Stark got away with it. <laughs> well, I know, like some of her stuff. They talked about like simple things, like. Oh, basic thing. Horseshoes that make horses run faster. That's easy. Uh, okay. Yeah, or um, like... Can I have shoes that make, make me run faster? Maybe, but I doubt a blacksmith would make them. <laughs> that might be a little concerning. Metal boots. Fair. <laughs> clonk, clonk, Mimir metal foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's your hero name. Metalfoot. Hello and welcome to Dream Watch. Woo. Lightning. That would be thunder, but okay. <laughs> no, it's a lightning strikes. Oh. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Overlay those. <laughs> <laughs> My sound effects are so good, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're editing this time, so it's fine. <laughs> Man, what a great overlay, am I right? It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> we both know it was cringy, but okay. <laughs> it was perfect. Okay. Do you want to start talking about anything? It's been a while since we've had a dream watch. It has been a while. Um, for those of you who are unaware, Mimir gets very horrific dreams that you're like, how is this even possible? One of which I had utters. That's um, weird. I think that's the primary one we mentioned. A lot of them involve what, like serial killers and like running for your life and dying and stuff. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Um, and I'm a lucid dreamer, so I always know I'm dreaming. <laughs> 
You, you just reminded me of something. Oh, no. All right. So, I have, so a lot of my dreams are symbolic. Okay. But I'm still trying to figure out the symbolism of this. Oh, boy. So I went to a concert. All right. And it was understood that this concert. Wait, this is in the dream? Yes. Okay. It was understood that this concert was featuring non-humans. Okay. So what it was, was a bunch of human-looking kangaroos. <laughs> okay. How could you tell they were kangaroos? Because, uh, okay. S- seeing in your dream mm-hmm. and knowing things in your dream are two very different things to me. Oh, okay. So you just like, My kangaroos. brain's like, it's kangaroos. Okay. And I was seeing kind Humanoids. of- Humanoids. Disfigured people. Okay. Okay. So they're going through and singing and doing this whole like dance thing, but they're all like yeah. very closely packed together, written like like in their like coats and like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Okay. And they're doing this like choir, these like arm movements that are super unnatural. And like you can tell from their back, it looks like they're like spines, like horribly like disfigured. Really fast, I have to interrupt. Do you know the choir part in the song I Need a Hero? Yes. That was my first thought, the like Ah, uh, I can't say it to notes because that's copyrighted. Uh-huh. But that's that was my first thought when yeah. you said choir thing. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Continue. And so then there's like doing the performance, and like my brain is like trying to find the horror part of it because like, <laughs> you're like, man, this is a good time. What's wrong? Because like it's like this is a disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. I know they're kangaroos, mm-hmm. but they look like evil. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting for that moment where I see them. And all of a sudden, my brain, like, clicks, and it, okay. and it becomes horrifying. Ah, I see. And so I'm just, like, in the dream watching this thing. It's going to go on. It's, it, it's kind of grotesque and disgusting, and they're not moving like humans should. But overall, it's never, it's never happened. It's peaceful-ish. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound suspicious for one of your dreams. So I was waiting for, I was waiting for the other shoe to fall. <laughs> and it didn't? No. Was it a pleasant change? No, because I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> it haunts you. Where was the drama in that? Yeah, where was the drama? <laughs> <laughs> you say drama or trauma? Trauma with okay, a I, T. I, I was also saying trauma. I just okay. want to make sure we're on the same page. So I have an update from last season. You know how we talked about how I don't get nightmares because I know I'm dreaming? Yeah. That is wrong. Uh-oh. I got a nightmare over the summer. Yeah, I I lucid dream. I knew it was a dream, but it was a nightmare. Okay. I no longer work at this place, but I used to be the janitor at my church, which was like a okay job, but it's a big empty building that creaks, birds run into the windows. It's very creepy to be there alone at noon on like a weekday if you're there alone, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes, a lot of the time, I would be there, like, I'd come in when other people were there, but then office hours ended at, like, 3, and I'd still be there at, like, 6 or 7, and it'd be kind of creepy because the sun is setting, it gets dark out, and the building creaks, so I would put my earbuds in, turn them all the way up. I had a dream Uh where someone broke into the building and was chasing me, like, I was upstairs. Yeah cleaning and they broke in downstairs and came upstairs and so I was like bent over doing something and I stood up and I saw them and it was terrifying 
And my mind went, but it's a dream. And my adrenaline went, but somebody broke in. And it's <laughs> a lucid dream. So it's very hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this could actually happen. This is an actual place I go to. This is an actual task I do every week. And my I like got on the phone with 911 in my dream. And I... Uh, my brain went, wait a minute, because the operator was not at all helpful because, you know, it's a dream. The uh-huh. operator was like, what's going on? And I'm trying to explain, I'm like, I'm here alone, I'm at this place, and somebody, like, broke in. And they're like, I can't hear you. And I'm like, that's because I'm hiding from the person, so I don't want to talk very loud. And they're like, what? <laughs> You're not at all helpful. So my brain goes, okay, how does this dream play out? Oh, no. And so I'm like, I don't know. So I unlocked like a new ability I have or something. I, I'm not even sure. And I looked through the script for the rest of the dream. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like a very specific thing. My brain just went, oh, here's what will happen for the rest of the dream if we play this out. And I went, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And I woke myself up. Because <laughs> it was just like a very stupid, ambiguous ending where I was just running from this intruder for the next inevitable amount of time until my alarm went off uh-huh. and the adrenaline would keep rising and I'd keep getting almost caught, but still hiding. And the 911 lady would not be helpful at all. And I'm like, that is stupid. I'm not doing this. So then I woke up. Mm-hmm. So that's my one nightmare I've had in recent events. Uh-huh. Ta-da. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Always good. Yeah. I'm sure you know a lot more than me about nightmares. I have them, like, almost nightly. So, yeah. Yeah? It's fine. I don't have good dreams. I've I've already explained this. They don't happen. They're always something horrible happening, either implied or very much in front of me. I know you've talked about, like, the really creepy, like, abstract stuff. Abstract horror. Yeah, that happens. But, like, there was this one recently... Where I was in a house. Okay. And it, w- it was under, but it was kind of understood that it also wasn't me in the dream. Oh, like you were playing a different character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there was this uh, a four foot tall felt ventriloquist doll. You. That was like cackling through the house. <laughs> oh no. And this thing shifts like it's a shapeshifter. Okay. And it shapeshifts into like. A spider of equal size. Oh. Or a tat dog. Or literally anything else horrible that could possibly scare me. That is terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I was fighting this thing for a long time. Eventually I went to a Catholic rave. A Catholic rave? So, okay. After he chased me through an elevator shaft, Mm -hmm. I ended up in this, like, big, big building. Okay. And... Inside, there was like a cardinal sitting in the, middle, in the middle of the room, and there was like, like the bird or like no, the Catholic Catholic. Cardinal. Okay, okay. And he is holding like a scepter thing, and there was just a rave. <laughs> and for some reason, the Pope's like, "Yo, turn it up, yo, yo, man, <laughs> woo!" Francis in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ferran for Ferran. <laughs> No. no, it's not. <laughs> okay, what happened though? And then uh, that, that ended up dispelling him, whatever it was. 
Because oh. I, t- I took him to the, to the, you know. Catholic rave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's modern day ex- exorcism. Anyway. Then and the dream had like a second part. And it's like, hey, it's been a few years. Guess mm-hmm. what? He's back. <laughs> oh, gosh. And for how I know this is I look, in my, I look in my house window. And on, like from behind, like I look through the kitchen window. I look mm-hmm. through. And I can see his shoes peeking oh. out from behind like one of the, my cupboards. Oh. And then obviously I'm running away at that point. Yeah. And then like it just like starts all over again. And then I wake oh, up. Oh gosh. That is terrifying. Yeah. I can't t- the dread of that second experience was as if I had been the character. It was it was very intense. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my dreams are not great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weird News. Boy, have we got the story for you today. Oh, boy. So, Leith, how much do you know about Singapore? Um, not very much. I know that it's a pretty small country. It's very small, yes. Is that one near India? It's in, the, it's in like the uh, ocean. Yeah, like it's in that general area. Yeah. yeah. I remember that from geography. Right. Yeah. So Singapore is very well known for having very strict laws. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I think there was this like American student that was visiting there. All right. And like spit on the sidewalk and then they get caned. What is getting caned? So they have, it's really just, it's like a wooden stick that they whack you in the back with really hard. Oh, and that's like a punishment? Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Chewing gum isn't allowed. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Like there was a whole, was it a meme about chewing gum in Singapore? It's not just a meme, it's a real law. No, they mentioned that in Legally Blonde, the musical. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm sorry, she's going over like laws and they're like, what is this type of law? She's like, that example, chewing gum in Singapore? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're very strict. Okay. The reason they're strict is because they want to make a city that people will come to. Fair. Because up until that point, it was pretty trashy. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go to a trashy city. Anyway, so they're very strict. All right. And so now they have a, they're testing something new because COVID has caused a big issue. And so they don't have enough police enforcement. Oh. So they now have a robot cop. Robocop is real? It's, it's beginning phases. Oh, boy. So, it's basically just like small. It, it looks like they, it looks like a, it's about the same size as a children's Jeep. Okay. And it has like a camera on top. Alrighty. And uh, it drives around and tells people the social distance when they're not. Or make sure they're putting, they're putting their bike away in the right way. Or telling them they can't smoke in certain areas. This was my first thought. You ready? Uh-huh. Social distance. No chewing gum. Am I wrong? It's not. Like you you're, need not, you're the, not that far off. You're you need the off. obnoxious alarm because how else are people going to know you're like talking to them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's important. 
So, okay, so these things are designed to uh, catch residents in the act of not following social distancing guidelines or engaging, engaging in, quote, undesirable social behavior. Oh. People are a little upset. Y- yeah. Because it feels kind of like wrong. It feels kind of like spying. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying like you're, like you're always looking over your shoulder because when is the camera going to catch me being five feet away from someone instead of six? People are calling dystopia. People are calling Fair. 1984. Well, because you've got like the U.S. where they want you to social distance, but it's not like a mandate in every area of the country. This is, yeah, but in Singapore, I think this is overall, there's like, no. Yeah. But it's it's not like it's everywhere right now. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just in one in housing mall. estate and shopping mall. Oh, now. okay. Like they're, they're testing it out. Yeah, kind of like the candy robot from earlier. Yeah, yeah, that one was cute. Yeah, this is it not looked cute. like a tall Roomba. <laughs> yeah, this one's not as cute. But Aww. yeah, so um, here's a direct quote which, from one of them. Really fast. Which, if you want to check out what it looks like, we will have a link in the description to that article. Yes, we will. Yeah, okay. What's the quote? Uh, so one of the robots blurred out to a bunch of uh, elderly bystanders who are grouping together. Please keep one meter social distancing. Limit five persons to a group. <laughs> Yeah, they're just basically just, yeah. <laughs> like, they're just kind of the politer version of what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. At least they're polite. At least they're polite, yeah. They use their manners. I don't think they have any authority at the moment, so. Okay. What they... happens to the video footage? Because they have a camera. Well. <laughs> well. What happens to body cam footage today? Oh, like it gets counted as body cam Probably. footage because they're robo police officers. I okay. don't think they have any sort of like. I don't. I don't think they can testify. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, robot, what did you see? Well, it'd probably be the most uh, accurate. No, they probably wouldn't have them testify if that were an issue. They'd probably um just pull the video feed, mm-hmm. and you can hear the robot talking on the video feed. Right. Because what is the robot going to do? Check the video feed. <laughs> it's all there. Yeah. It's all there, Your Honor. It's all there, I swear. I didn't turn my camera off. Then I would be blind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we've had issues before where, like, body cams have been turned off. Yeah. You be- don't have to worry about that here. Right, because it's, it's robots now. Yeah. How do you feel? about this well it's not in my country so there is a level of detachment here yes which i don't know if that's good or bad but um i kind of think it's a little creepy yeah like robots are cool and all but also robots are creepy and all at the same time which no offense, you like to cover robots, which is I love covering cool. robots. But then it's like, okay, that is cool, but also, like a lot of the time with like your weird news, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like to cover things that are more, you know, controversial. Yeah, I just realized my uh, 
I don't know what it's called. Grunt sounded like Pac-Man dying. <laughs> okay, but um, like, cause okay, we have robot police, but is the robot uprising? Like, that's what all these movies are about. And not that movies are one hundred percent accurate, but is that something we should be concerned about? Well, I guess the, maybe the bigger question is how much does like life imitate art? Yeah, and like how much. Like, okay, we're giving them authority. Now, how much do they control? I don't think that these things are, like, fully autonomous. No, but, like, what happens when we do give them authority? Yeah, then you have a question of, like, how much can, like, a robot dictate human behavior? Yeah, because you said, like, um, what was it? Like, they're not, they're just testing it so they don't actually have any authority right now. Yeah. But, like, what happens if... Instead of being, okay, like, I think you said in Singapore, it's one meter apart. What if you're two inches too close? Is that something, oh, you got a ticket because human error, you thought you were social distancing and you weren't? That's a, that's very important. It's a very important question. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how, uh, the, the reason that we have, like, police the way we do now, mm-hmm. largely because we don't have technology to do RoboCop, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the movie RoboCop, <laughs> it's still a person, <laughs> yeah, who's making decisions about other people. And like, we want there to be like accountability. That's why we have things like body cams and stuff. Also, how do you but program equity? Equity. So you either would have a program that would be completely equality for every situation. You break this rule, you get ticket, right? Mm-hmm. How do you program something to make decisions based upon circumstances? Oh, yeah, because not all circumstances are the same. Mm-hmm. There's a weather emergency, so everyone goes to the emergency shelter, and now you all get ticketed because the robot in the shelter noticed you weren't social distancing. That's good questions. And even if they are, like, the officials or whatever are fair, and they're like, okay, we'll waive that, how much extra paperwork do you have now mm-hmm. just because you have to waive all these tickets? These are the questions that will, you know, determine our future. Oh, boy. And that's, you know, not always a good thing. Qua. 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 Welcome to the Qua guys. Hey. Um, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Ready? Okay, here you go. This is from Cadden. Cadden. All right. What is something you're surprisingly good at? I feel that. <laughs> Defending in soccer. Oh. I'm really bad at most sports because I suck at aiming. And yeah, just right. like, like I've done athletic stuff. I'm like, I walk a lot, like for my jobs, physical jobs, whatever. Right. But I'm just like generally really bad at sports. But soccer, like defending and floor hockey defending, I don't have to have aim. I just have to not let you get it to the goal. 
I have the exact same skill set as you. Really? Yes. And back in like middle school, I was in the, I played soccer here at this college. Yeah. For the summer league. And I was like, I'm a big, I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. And so there's some kids even younger than me there. Mm-hmm. And I was the defender. I was not a goalie. I was a defender. <laughs> and so like one time I, om- I almost scored a goal from the o- other side of the field. That is awesome. But that same power kick one time hit someone flat in the face. <laughs> I had the opposite happen to me. Somebody else's power kick hit me in the face and concussed me. Freshman year gym class. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no. And then I went to the office and like, I think I got concussed. And the office lady was like, you're lying. You just have the flu. High school or middle school? High school. It oh. was freshman year. Okay. And she like... Gave me a like test and she told she's like, Yeah, you're not concussed, you just have the flu. Turned around, called my mom. She's like, Yeah, she's concussed. I need you to go take her to a doctor. I'm like, hold on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then doctor's like, Yeah, you're concussed. Who could have thought? I also, my my personal skill I was gonna mention. Oh boy. Is I'm really good at making theories. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. You're always like, I have this very intense theory. I'm like, Okay. You're like, yeah. And here's my facts to back it up. Like three pages of facts. I'm like, yeah. okay. And you're like, do you have anything to add? I'm like, no, but it, it looks good. Like, I spent like three or four hours on a, on a we happy few theory. Yeah. That was unnecessary and at all. But oh, absolutely. Yeah. But hey, like at work, mm-hmm. I'm surprisingly good at making characters mm-hmm. and like speech patterns and motivations and stuff but I suck at settings and plot. I'm great at that part. <laughs> Opposite skill sets. Um, This is also from Cadden. I want to start wearing hats. How do I do it without coworkers and friends asking me why I'm wearing hats all of a sudden? Well, you wear a hat that says, this isn't a hat. Ah, of course, of course. With a, you know, Block letters, period, at the end. Uh-huh. This is not a hat. Okay. They won't ask you why you're wearing hats now. They'll, They'll ask you why it's not a hat? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's the best solution. I mean, my solution would be just go for it. And if they're like, why are you wearing hats now? Be like, I wanted to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Or for the next few weeks, you style, you style your hair as if it's a hat. Oh, and yeah, And then yeah. you get them used to the concept of you having hair that shape, and then you wear a hat. <laughs> this only works if you have longer hair, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Or you get hair extensions <laughs> and a lot of hair product. Wear weird hats for a week straight, and then stop and start working in normal hats into your routine. They won't be so confused, because they'll be like, at least it's a normal-looking hat now. Yeah, at least it's not a banana hat anymore. I was just thinking of a banana hat. We have the same thoughts. Yes. Okay. Great minds. All right. Next. Yes. Oh, what's your go-to depression snack? By uh, Cadden. I have to be depressed to have a depression snack. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard flex. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, my uh, whales crackers. Mm. This is just, in general, my go-to snack. They're like goldfish, but better. They are. Yeah. Uh I would say probably those or um, 
Mike and Ike's. I just like go to the store and like whatever you're in the mood in. Whatever you're in the mood for. I was like, what's the worst thing I could get by for myself? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I brought some muffins last night. Were you depressed last night? Yeah. You shouldn't say that so happily. What? It, yeah, it, depression. It comes Woo. and goes. I'm still here. Fair enough. Hashtag we were here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Speaking of depression. Oh, no. When, when, it, when it ended, when, you know, Una's Honest ended. Everyone uh-huh. went through a period of sore depression. Fair. I think that's called grief. Yeah, short-term depression. (laughs) (laughs) This one is from Miranda. What's your favorite thing you own and why? Uh, Favorite thing I own? Can you go first? I guess I have two. Unis Honest merch. Because it was limited edition. They don't make it anymore. The channel is deleted, but I have merch. Um... Also, a Deadpool Funko Pop. Ooh. There was a specific pose. I was like, I really want it, but I couldn't find it in stores. And my parents got it for me for Christmas. And he's like laying down all like, I don't know, that stereotypical. Draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah, like that stereotypical pose. That is like what Deadpool looks like. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Record player. Okay, yeah. I see that. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing I own. Yeah. Because, you know, I like records for the aesthetic purpose. Fair. I think that's why a lot of people like records. Yeah. It's not because of this higher quality music or anything. No, no, no. Of course not. Aesthetic. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, all of my friends who have record players do it for the aesthetic. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like we, we still need record players. Uh, Records were out of... Like, there was only one record shop still open in the U.S. that, like, made records, like a record factory or whatever, Uh in, like, 20, I don't know when records came back, like, 2018-ish, that era of time. There was only one left in the U.S., and then people were like, what if we did records again? And so now there's a bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to do a final question? Sure. What's the stupidest thing you believed as a child? I guess, I don't know if this is the stupidest, but this is the one like my family remembers the most vividly. When I was a kid, my teacher told me, why are you smiling weird? You're not showing your bottom teeth. So then I believed for about like a year and a half, I have to show my bottom teeth when I smile, like all of my bottom teeth. So I'm like, I'm showing my bottom gums when I smile. So I look like I'm like, I don't know, growling. And it's because a teacher told me, my parents didn't know this till like last year. This was like second grade. My parents didn't know this till last year. So they're always like, oh yeah, you remember when Leith went through that period of time where she forgot how to smile? Because like my mom was like, how do you smile? I'm like, in tears. I don't know. Because I couldn't figure out how to smile normal. Because when I smile normal, you're not showing your bottom teeth. Like you show a little bit, but not a lot. My teacher was trying to tell me, like, she thought I smiled too small. Like, she wanted me to have a bigger smile because I was only, like, showing a mm. little bit of my top teeth. But she did not phrase it good because little, like, second grade me is like, 
So I have to show my bottom teeth. So I'm like baring my fangs at the camera. And it was awful. <laughs> Awkwardest phase of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, as a kid, I was pretty sure that babies came from when people kissed each other. <laughs> Fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's what leads to it. Oh, really? I had no idea. My dad tried to tell me it was from people holding hands. <laughs> when I was in like eighth grade, he's like, yeah, you hold hands with a boy, you're getting pregnant. I'm like, hold on a minute. It, it works for octopi. For who? Octopi. What is that? An octopus. Oh, oh my gosh. One of their eight legs is their... Oh, <laughs> Well, and good so, to know. And sometimes they like pull off their their leg and give it to their mate. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you have questions for the qua, a piece of weird and or nerdy news you'd like us to discuss, or any information about our podcast name, feel free to email us at wftnpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at we forgot the username. And you can bug me on Twitter at crazy underscore book nerd. Please come back. And remember, it is a podcast. <laughs>